This is Smarter Care Connections, a podcast produced by the Virginia Center for Health Innovation, a public-private partnership working to turn competition into collaboration to design a healthcare system that delivers better health for patients, better satisfaction for providers, and better value for Virginia. This episode of Smarter Care Connections is the third in a special series recognizing BCHI's 10th anniversary. Our guests this week are Dr. Dan Carey and Dr. Mark Fendrick, both of whom have a long history working with the BCHI team. Dr. Dan Carey is currently Senior Vice President and Chief Medical Officer of the Physician Enterprise at Providence, a large multi-state health system based in Washington State. Before he made the move west, he served the Commonwealth of Virginia as Secretary of Health and Human Resources for four years. In that role, Dr. Carey oversaw 12 state agencies and led Virginia's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Last but not least, he served as a director and then vice chair of VCHI's board of directors before departing Virginia in late 2021. Joining him today is Dr. Mark Fendrick, a colleague and former college roommate of his. Dr. Fendrick directs the VBID Center at the University of Michigan, the leading advocate for the development, implementation, and evaluation of innovative health benefit plans. He conceptualized and coined the term value-based insurance design. Dr. Fendrick's research focuses on how clinician payment and consumer engagement initiatives impact access to care, quality of care, and health care costs. VCHI leaned on Dr. Fendrick's expertise heavily as the organization got started, and he continues to be a partner in our work. Now I will turn it over to Steve Horan, our facilitator for this series. Steve? Thank you, Ashley. And today we're excited to have this conversation with two people who've been directly involved in VCHI initiatives, one from a homegrown Virginia perspective and one from a national perspective. First, we have Dr. Dan Carey, who has been a leader in Virginia healthcare and in Virginia state government. Welcome, Dr. Carey. Great to be here with you today. We also have Dr. Mark Fendrick, who has been an innovation leader nationally with some special connections to Virginia and VCHI. Welcome, Dr. Fendrick. Thanks, Steve. It's been a pleasure to work with you and the VCHI team. Can't believe it's been a decade. It does go fast. And we invited you to this conversation because you've both been valued partners in that work of VCHI. We could talk for hours about that work, but today we're especially interested in your perspectives on VCHI as a catalyst for innovation, and especially in the context of public-private partnerships and value-based care. We'll start with Dr. Carey. Dr. Carey, you've been engaged in leading innovation in Virginia from different vantage points, including practicing physician, chief medical officer, and public service as Virginia Secretary of Health and Human Resources. Ten years ago, VCHI came along with a vision for generating innovation through public-private partnerships. From a before and after viewpoint, how have the possibilities for public-private partnership changed with the arrival and evolution of VCHI? Well, thanks so much, Steve. I I think you're getting really at the, the true nugget of it and the value of VCHI. Prior to the center coming into existence, there really was not a place where the right conversations with the right stakeholders could occur because there's so many crossovers between in healthcare because of public uh, funding of healthcare, because of 
uh, state involvement with healthcare with, through Medicaid, and again, all the private providers and also other payers uh, for commercial insurance, just as an example, so that it really created a place to go to have the right discussions with the right people. And, and I think one of the great successes that uh, Beth and, and Ashley and the team have created at BCHI is a place where, you know, frank conversation can occur and true dialogue and uh, working in a collaborative fashion, you know, to serve the common good. You've got to have the right people at the table and, and you've got to have as broad uh, a participation as possible. So for me, uh, that was what it represented when when I was a chief medical officer in a health system in Virginia, and that I saw even uh, even more clearly when we confronted whether it was the crisis of primary care with with the pandemic, or even getting PPE out to the the practicing community during the pandemic. VCHI, because it had built relationships, because it had ways of connecting people differently, it was the right place to go to affect action and, and, and impact and results. Thanks very much, Dr. Carey. And Dr. Fendrick, you've also been a practicing physician and a leader in innovation as the director of the Center for Value-Based Insurance Design. Applying your lens as someone who has worked in multiple states across the country, what do you see as the distinctive features or capabilities of VCHI as a catalyst for public-private partnership? Yeah, it's a pleasure to be the person on this podcast who's coming from outside the, the Commonwealth. I, I hold the work that um, has been done in Virginia with the highest esteem, and I've referred to it as the tip of the spear now for the entire duration I've uh, collaborated with Beth. But Steve, I'd like to talk about uh, the BBB era. That's not Build Back Better. That's the before Beth Bortz era. I, I had the great pleasure uh, under the McDonald administration to work with Dr. William Hazel, who's a, a star of one of the other episodes of this podcast, and uh, come to some of the basic elements that we were working on in value-based insurance design. It's that point that just about everybody, uh, Republicans and Democrats and management and labor and patient advocate groups and policymakers and providers agree that we're spending enough money in healthcare in the Commonwealth. It's not that we need to spend billions more and billions more. It's just that we were spending it on the wrong services, on the wrong people, in the wrong places, in the wrong time. And, and that has largely been uh, the, the conceptual foundation for the work we were doing at the center for value-based insurance design, it was very clear that um, innovative leaders across these constituencies in the Commonwealth wanted to address this issue of changing the conversation from how much we spend on healthcare to how well uh, we spend on healthcare. And this, for me, uh, went through four governors, uh, two Republicans and two Democrats, and uh, a number of secretaries and, and other people in the General Assembly. And I think what was... Uh, quite interesting about the purpleness politically of Virginia is that when the ACA passed in 2010, uh, there were a lot of uh, constituents who wanted to make real things happen uh, regarding improving quality, efficiency, patient-centered outcomes, and enhancing equity. But it was clear that with the political environment that it was not going to either be only private or only public. And while people 
talk the talk, Steve, about public-private partnerships. Uh, what has happened in Virginia from my earliest days with working with Sarah Wilson at the Virginia State Employees Benefit Plan, uh, which evolved into larger uh, federal initiatives through the passage of the Affordable Care Act, uh, it was perfect that the Commonwealth would create the Virginia Center for Health Innovation, have it really be a national leader in making this public-private partnerships actually walk the walk as opposed to talking the talk. And if you look at the variety of and the spectrum of people who've interacted with the center over its decade, it, it is truly rare in the fact that most think tanks or organization like the center deal with one constituency or another. But uh, Beth and her team have really done a rare and fantastic job in engaging the constituencies, the broad constituencies of healthcare in the Commonwealth in an active, innovative, and ongoing dialogue to most importantly improve the health of Virginians, but also keeping an eye on that fiscal responsibility uh, that is often uh, paramount in the thinking of those folks. It strikes me that you've both been concerned with improving the value of healthcare as physicians and as policy innovators, and you've both brought that vision to your work with BCHI. Dr. Carey, you were already a leader in promoting value in your private sector leadership positions, and you carried that vision into public service with a focus on Medicaid. Thinking back on your experience as secretary, how did the presence of VCHI shape the possibilities for creating public-private partnerships for Medicaid reform with an eye on value? Yeah, I, I think there are several examples, but let me just start with one, and that would be around uh, primary care. And in Virginia, we've been looking, you know, how do we create an environment that reinforces primary care? I'm committed in, in this new role. I was committed uh, in uh, as a CMO, uh, trying to develop better primary care, more, more access uh, at the primary care level, because it's the foundation. You've got to have primary care to have effective and efficient uh, care, care, uh, uh, you know, care of, of patients in communities. So, there's a, there was a crisis of primary care that was, that was already present, but it was exacerbated by the pandemic. Uh, folks didn't have PPE. They didn't have telemedicine set up. Uh, lots of relatively small private practices that frankly were having trouble making payroll. And they, they, couldn't, they couldn't see patients in person and they couldn't see patients telephonically and, and, or uh, virtually. And, that created a, uh, you know, it was, it was to a breaking point. So uh, we were looking to explore value-based payments, alternative payment models to expand that with Medicaid. And we couldn't do that unless we had a primary care community that was viable. So Beth and the team at BCHI, uh, you know, came with a solution. Dan, I know you're thinking about this. Medicaid is concerned about its network for the most vulnerable in Virginia. What about a task force? And that was the genesis of creating, through VHI and the, the secretary's office, the governor's task force on primary care in Virginia. And that was spun up very quickly, got a broad uh, section of practitioners. We got payers. If we had, uh, as, as Mark had mentioned, we, we got 
folks from both sides of the aisle, very influential uh, delegates and, and senators to participate. And I think some real great direction has come out of that. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that the new administration keeps that momentum going to make primary care, not just for Medicaid uh, beneficiaries, but for all Virginians, more viable, uh, more uh, uh, that it creates more access and better care. So there's an example, I think, in the middle of the pandemic where the, the agility of VCHI to, to draw on funding uh, from, from payers that realized the value of what we were trying to do. And there really wasn't a way in, in state government to pull that together. And I, I think that credibility as a convener um, really came through so clearly to bring the, those private and public actors uh, and, and numerous uh, individual providers to the table to have the right discussions that I think has laid the foundation. We did some cool stuff with getting getting PPE out, the Department of Health and Emergency Management worked with VCHI to, to help with the crisis. So that, that was even an example of, of operationally connecting in a way that no other act could. So um, I think that really shows just in stark relief how, how vital having the center present to serve in that role that, that no other entity uh, has been able to. Uh, and since the VCHI, it has been the place to go, the go-to place. Thanks, Dr. Carey. Dr. Fendrick, you've had the chance to see and learn about public-private partnerships for driving value in many different settings across the country. With this national experience in mind, what are your thoughts about VCHI as a catalyst for helping Virginia focus on value in Medicaid and beyond? Yeah, this is certainly an easy one. As, as the team at VCHI knows, I, I call the organization and what's going on in the Commonwealth the tip of the spear. I arrived in Virginia over a decade ago, pushing the early tenets of value-based insurance design with the state employees to remove barriers to high value services, to make sure that individuals got the care that clinicians like Dr. Carey and I would strongly recommend them to use for which evidence is strong. As we know, Steve, it turns out that most of the things we beg our patients to do cost money and don't save money. And, and there are people in the Commonwealth who are very worried about bottom lines. And as Dan and I like to tell people, we didn't go to medical school to learn how to save people money, but we were very conscious of the, the fiscal issues. And uh, in the early conversations that I remember with Dr. Hazel is that, you know, how do we pay for expanded preventive services, management of chronic diseases, um, home health care, hospice? And it turns out that the ways that were available to us to raise premiums on everyone, certainly not politically possible, uh, raise deductibles or cost sharing on people who have chronic conditions, which I call a tax on the sick. And we came very early on that uh, one option that was fortunate for Beth and myself as researchers, but not so much that people in the Commonwealth wanted to hear, is that there was a lot of money being spent on services that were not making Virginians any healthier. And it was right around the time that I personally had to make a move from wanting to be only a high value care guy to becoming a low value care measure as well and, and brought up this idea of robbing low value care Peter to pay high value care Paul. And if there's one area that I could call out VCHI truly leading a national initiative, it's what they've done around the measurement, the reporting and reduction of low value care. 
the first step is there was something called the all-payer database that you know, Steve, that was largely flying under the radar. No one knew why the state was funding it. And then with best leadership and the participation by Dr. Hazel and myself and Kyle Russell at VHI, uh, we published what we thought was a low-level paper in health affairs measuring the services that should not be provided to people in Virginia and the frequency and cost of these. And what we found was hundreds of millions of dollars and largely low ticket items. And the paper we wrote was one of the most frequently read and cited in health affairs that year. And that of course led to uh, what for me has been the most exciting uh, output of, of ECHI is that the Smarter Care Virginia initiative. It's now uh, received multi-millions in funding from extramural sources, it has engaged stakeholders across the entire spectrum of care and understanding that uh, we do need to start focusing on uh, those services that at best don't make Virginians any healthier and in many instances actually do cause harm. And the work that VCHI has done uh, through their multiple peer-reviewed and non-peer-reviewed publications and dissemination activities like podcasts such as this has really brought credibility, flexibility, and, and lots of innovative thinkers around this idea that um, we need to spend more on the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. And I know Beth and Ashley have lots of taglines for the work that they do, but um, this area of, of understanding that we could spend more to make Virginians healthier and not need to raise premiums and deductibles uh, is, is a huge step forward. Dan, I, I wonder what uh, your thoughts having come in in the middle of a lot of these really impressive activities that VCHI was doing. Yeah, that's that, Mark, that was what I wanted to add, frankly, is that, you know, seeing these things in flight from a really much more up close and personal view as secretary, like the great work with the health systems uh, that are working collaboratively with data from the all-payer claims database and from their own, you know, mostly from that, but from other sources as well, how to communicate with providers that, you know what, drop the pre-op, don't need the EKG, eliminate that low-value care that, you know, when you and I were trained 30 years ago, you know, you did a lot of things that we thought were good, more care, better care, but we know now that that's just not right. The right care is better care. And, you know, additional testing often leads you down rabbit holes rather than leading to value uh, in a number of circumstances, just as an example. And to see that, you know, with five or six health systems committed to that work, uh, even through the pandemic, and a variety of different innovative ways that make sense in their local environment was just so impressive. So impressive. So yeah, Dan, uh, what's, I hope uh, all the listeners will see or hear that the work that was really initiated uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia has been uh, replicated by, by several states. The APCD work, for instance, has now been performed in seven other states following the lead in the methodology that Virginia used. But it's not just to produce information that people will do nothing about. Uh, what is so key about VCHI and why so many of my colleagues outside of the Commonwealth turn to her is how do you make these important findings actionable? 
And you know, Dan, as someone who's an action-oriented person, and I like to say I published and I'm still perished, is that ideas are hard to come by, but implementing them are really, really, really hard to come by. And this idea of you know, lowering cost sharing on insulin and paying for the incremental use by not covering vitamin D testing is certainly something that I could go around the country and say, but the fact that implementations such as this are really happening in the Commonwealth is really among the most rewarding things for me as I look back on my decade collaborating with Beth and Ashley, uh, you, the board, uh, Steve, and, and the remainder of the team. And, and Mark, to build on that, you know, you're right. I was kind of, there were pioneers the, before I showed up as secretary and, and I was maybe a settler to some degree. The follow-up of In Smarter Care Virginia or the other side of it was the employer task force. So I had the great pleasure of being uh, along with Bob Blue at Dominion, a very respected uh, uh, leader in the business community with lots of uh, public experience in his past, I helped lead uh, the, the, the employer task force on low value care. And we brought in uh, the same group you worked with early on, namely the health plan for the state for the 130,000 state employees and the over 250,000 people covered by that plan. They were at the table along with with Medicaid and along with large employers and small employers in the Commonwealth to look at how can they influence through their, not only their payers, but through the, the brokers and, and other, other uh, people that are in that ecosystem, how can they look to add value to, for their, on behalf of their employees? And how can that be perceived as more valuable by uh, both employers and employees alike? So. I think that the, the point I'm making is that those initial steps are continuing to grow, continuing to build. And the, the center is not rested on any laurels. This is really the, you know, a, a dynamo that continues. And I saw it at the board level and I saw it at the, the, the Smarter Care Virginia uh, uh, program and its different aspects. And, and uh, then I saw it at the governor's task force on primary care. The work continues, the innovation continues, and there is a commitment to produce, as you said, Mark, results, not just another term paper that's going to sit on a shelf. Yeah, let me close, Steve, with, um, and I love being the, the dog to Dan's pony or vice versa. This has uh, really been a pleasure. I, and uh, as someone who has said time and time again about Ideas and white papers and convenings are all part of what we do, but it's really been unusual in the upper one percentile for me in an organization that doesn't, as Dan said, rest on their laurels and actually continue to move forward and continue to improve and engage and learn uh, from maybe some things didn't go as well as you wanted them to, to do. And uh, one of the meetings I attended uh, of Smarter Care Virginia uh, we had the uh, exceptional guest of actually having Governor Northam come uh, during a major storm and sit through the entire meeting uh, to hear what was going on with the project. So uh, in terms of impact, just extraordinary. And I, I only wish the organization decades more of, of success and action moving forward. And Mark, you're right on that. The, uh, Governor Northam was supposed to spend 30 minutes and he spent 90, an hour and a half with us um, because it was such compelling work. And I think that speaks such volume.
Thanks, Dr. Fendrick, uh, for sharing these things that you found rewarding about working with VCHI over the years. And Dr. Carey, same question as a closing thought. What do you found most rewarding in your work with VCHI here in Virginia? I think, especially as secretary, Beth and the team have such a great sense of what is the next thing that should be done to in Virginia, the healthcare landscape, whether it's value-based care or how primary care contributes to that. Um, an uncanny, what I found rewarding is working with a team that is so action-oriented and also is attuned to what the real problems are and is, and is able to address those directly. I think that's been incredibly satisfying. And I, I didn't have such a close view uh, prior to being secretary, but I had a, you know, a seat at many, many tables and had a chance to observe that firsthand and appreciate it and, and be drawn into it, frankly, because it's, it's so exciting to work with people doing great things. That is just what's been so impressive. Dr. Dan Carey, Dr. Mark Fendrick, thank you both for sharing your insights with us today. And thanks for all of your contributions as leaders and partners for innovation in Virginia. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Great, great opportunity to, to share all this experience.